Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Welcome back to Let It Grow, episode 21. Uh, I'm Jeff, and uh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for stopping by. And uh, as always, please continue to uh, share the podcast. And uh, it, it really does help grow the numbers and grow the podcast. So I really appreciate that. If you want to support, there is a link on the uh, anchor.fm web page as well. Um, you know, so there's lots of different ways to get in, in contact with me and with the page. Uh, also, the Facebook group to. Uh, answer any other questions that we have that might not be addressed in an episode or might be a little bit more time sensitive, things like that. Uh, but a couple different things I wanted to get into today. Uh, some of the market news out there since last time, you know, it's, it feels like it's been a while since I recorded here. Um, but uh, work's been a little bit hectic and, uh, you know, just trying to run around and get everything done that uh, I need to get done. So, um, stagflation has been of a concern lately. Um, you know, so if, if you pay attention to the market, you probably already are familiar with it, but stagflation is basically a stagnant economy with rising inflation. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny to me because again, you know, we're, we're talking stagflation and not as much spending, um, with, you know, obviously these rising costs, but, um, you know, a month ago, everyone's talking about how the the American consumers have 17 trillion or some number like that. That was, you know, how how good of a position the American consumer was in. So now, you know, there's there are talks of stagflation. I personally think it's a little bit overblown. Um, you know, def definitely some some cause for concern here, there, and and you know, with rising in inflation, but uh, you know. I guess you got to have trust in the American consumer to uh, still buy these um, items that are being delayed and in, in shipping and everything. You know, I think that's probably more the problem is we're not as stagnant, but we're maybe not willing to wait and we're finding another alternative. Uh, so I, I still still believe once the supply chain's back online. And people get back to work. I, I think we're still going to be purchasing all the same things. I, I think it's just a little bit more of uh, stagnant in the sense that we can't purchase the things that we maybe want right now. Uh, so I, I think time will heal all wounds in this situation. Um, you know, as people come back to work, we won't have those supply delay or supply chain hiccups. And, uh, you know, inflation, you know, they, they were talking about transitory, meaning that um, you know, we're in this transition period to where, you know, everything's going higher now, but, uh, right around the corner, it's going to taper back down to more of a normal rate in that two to 3% area. But, you know, last month or the August numbers actually from 2020 to 21 were 5.3%, uh, on average, but, uh, you know, energy, oil, natural gas, uh, you know, the list goes on, was was 25% up. Now I'm looking at uh, bls.gov. I'm checking this one out. 
right from the source, right uh, on the consumer price index tab. Um, so, you know, we're, we're definitely seeing that rise in energy. Also, you know, all items was, like I said, average of 5.3. Food was 3.7%. And then uh, other major categories was 4%. So we definitely see it in the energy. We're seeing it hit in uh, commodities, in, you know, cotton, corn, um, beans, everything has has definitely had that rise. We are, you know, hopefully going to be able to adjust some of that. You know, we're talking to OPEC and Russia, trying to get more drilling and get more product online. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of people calling for fuel prices to rise into the winter and natural gas. If you if you heat your home with natural gas, it's looking like it's going to be expen- expensive winter for you. So. Um, from that standpoint, hopefully it's not as cold, um, you know, as a snowplow operator, I'm, I'm definitely hoping for some snow, but, um, you know, I, I take the good with the bad, I suppose. So, you know, it's a, it's a give and take there. Um, but yeah, natural gas prices are going to be a bit higher. And, uh, you know, so all these things considered when we, uh, hopefully can make that transition to where our supply of materials starts to rise as people will hopefully get back to work um either as you know some of the mandates are maybe toned down or as people run out of money um you know any any number of things could get more people back to work get supply back online and uh hopefully you know kind of ease that supply demand give and take that we're seeing right now because it's it's definitely causing things to to skyrocket and uh, you know the other cpi numbers for september should be coming out in the next couple days uh, it might be uh, uh oh it's october 13th right here on the site i'm seeing it so that is tomorrow we will see those numbers at 8 30 a.m so this will be history when this comes out on thursday morning but uh, we can certainly take a look back. It's like I said, bls.gov. That's Bureau of Labor Statistics.gov. Uh, and then just slash CPI. You can find it right on there um, to see these numbers. And, you know, we kind of already saw these in, uh, I think we looked at the spider sectors, uh, the ETFs that track individual sectors. And we had seen that that big jump in uh, in the energy stocks. So I guess it's it's right in line with what the stocks are doing. It's just another factor to take a look at when you're when you're seeing what's going up. You can see inflation as a whole, but then you can narrow down and see what sector could I possibly play to to take care uh, take some of these changes into account and bring them into my portfolio. Uh, you know, from that standpoint. Um, you know, some of the different oil producers, natural gas producers, uh, you know, I've, I've briefly heard uh, today, uh, some analyst was on, I believe it was CNBC as I was driving, talking about the integratives and the, uh, the downstream uh, providers. Uh, I think it was ConocoPhillips, XOM, and uh, they, she even mentioned Schlumberger, SLB. We're all in a good spot for this marathon. Uh, petroleum MPC was in a good spot, and RDS Shell was in a, a good position with these rising uh, 
oil prices because they were saying that crude could hit over 100, 107 a barrel, uh, which would certainly help these companies there in a in a position to make more money off of some of these changes that are happening right now that they are seeing. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of overall my, uh, thoughts on it is you can certainly play it. You can certainly, um, you know, take a look into individual sectors and see where it might benefit you. If you are underweight, uh, oils, you know, or energy, maybe it could be a good time to take a look. Uh, they have run up a lot, you know, but they're still saying that there's a good amount of upside in some of the individual names. You could also look uh, like I said, on those sector spiders, the XLE would uh, also do that for you. So you can buy an ETF that would would track that specifically. Uh, but I also wanted to get into um, other other things that can affect a price or uh, give you a little bit more insight as to what the company's doing or what the executives are doing and can also really give you an idea as to um, is it a good time to buy or, you know, is, should I add to my position? That sort of thing. Um, one would be buybacks. This is when a, a company is going to uh, go out and say that, hey, you know, look, we've got extra cash. We've got cash sitting in an account. We want to uh, buy some of our stock back and uh, they'll they'll do that. Like uh, Qualcomm just did that, just announced this week, or I believe it might have even been earlier today, um, that they were buying another $10 billion of stock off the market and they're holding it. So they take more of that ownership and that also is going to limit the supply of their stock out there. So as they buy it, it's also going to push the price up. So sh uh, share buybacks are good for a long time. Uh, investors, a long time bulls on a position. If you're short, it's going to hurt you. But if you're long and you're, uh, you know, you're holding that stock for long-term gains, a share buyback from a company is a good thing. That means that they're comfortable buying the stock at this price, which I was actually going to come on here and say today that I've been eyeing up Qualcomm because to me, the, the PE, the price earnings was getting too cheap. It's now trading at 15 times, uh, which is cheap. And I do believe that the, the chip space is going to keep growing and come back stronger as uh, we have more need for more chips and more things. Everything's got a chip in it anymore. And, uh, you know, Qualcomm makes a, a wide range of things, but uh, they're certainly going to benefit from uh, the, the need and the increased demand. Um, so I was already going to come on here and recommend Qualcomm, but now that they issued $10 billion of buybacks, uh, I just want to take a look here. They have, um, yeah, the trading extended hours are up a dollar 55. So I think that that announcement had to come out after the, uh, after the bell today at four. So the stock is up, uh, aftermarket while it was down today it was down uh 1.59 and now after hours it shot up 1.26 so that's uh that's a good sign that that you know the the market is going to react to it uh there are 1.1 billion shares outstanding and they are buying back 10 billion i'm just looking here to see what uh 
It says they noted the total is in addition to 900 million, a repurchase uh, approved from July, 2018. So yeah, they, they announced it, it shot up another, like I said, 1.4, 1.5%. There's some price targets from 138 to 155. That PE is low. So for those reasons I I've been adding, um, but you know, this, I guess it got to the point where they saw the stock was getting too low and they wanted to deploy some of that capital to uh, one to buy it back. So they own more, but also to, to help the share price. So you got a 2% dividend. The, the analyst research looks very strong. 43% of upside on this. Jeez. Uh, I don't know that we're getting right back up there. You know, we were trading in the one fifties not long ago in July. Um, so this one, I definitely think it could, could hit those levels again, 150, 160, uh, 176. I mean, in 12 months, maybe, I mean, the, the high estimate is 225. Jeez. So I, uh, I've definitely been buying this one. I've got a limit order in for it. Uh, hopefully it'll hit tomorrow. Uh, we will see what the price does and, uh, you know, we'll go from there, but the share buybacks really can drive up a stock price, but they're also an indicator that the company believes their future is better than the stock price is currently reflective on. So, you know, they're, they're in favor of their company. They know their stock is going to do better. So it's a great sign as investors, we can take that and know that, well, if, if Qualcomm's buying $10 billion of their own stock right now, they could do a lot of different things with that 10 billion. They could buy another company, they could buy another small company, or you know they could put it into uh, R&D or building out more uh, production facility, but they didn't. They feel that they're in a good place, so they wanna put that money back into buying the stock. It helps us as investors. It helps them own more of the company. Uh, it's it's going to certainly help their uh, um, their position and, and show their, their they are strong believers in what they're doing and where they're going. So, you know, that that's one way that we can use that insider information um, when it is announced to to make a call. And uh, another way would be insider buys. Um, so, you know, it would it's similar, but it's uh, say in uh, a CEO or a chief uh, chief of the uh, company would then go out and if they purchase, they have to report these uh, purchases to the SEC. So they will, um, you know, have to declare what they bought. And when they do that, we kind of get that news that also they're buying or they're selling. And uh, one one good spot while I'm while I'm here is uh, GuruFocus.com, and you can just click on insider information and see who's buying and selling. So I'm looking here and like at Visa, you can see uh, Ryan, I'm going to butcher the last name, president sold 11,000 shares and, uh, you know, it was about, uh, just keep getting pop-ups. So yeah, he's still got uh, 139,000 shares, but you can go through and see who's selling, who's buying. Uh, filter out by the market cap filter, you know, you can, you can make it work any way that you're looking for, but, uh, you know, there's, uh, some of the buys are Oracle, 
enterprise products. This is just from September. So there's, there's a lot of different information that you can get here. And uh, you can also kind of get a little bit more insider information as to what they're doing and maybe why. Sometimes it's a bit harder to see why someone might be selling. Uh, you know, like Mark Benioff of uh, Salesforce sold 20,000 shares of Salesforce on the 10th of, no, sorry, on the 6th of October. So 20,000 times, I think they're about 275. So he sold 5.5 million, um, you know, just uh, about a week ago. But I know that Mark Benioff has a whole lot more shares than 20,000. Uh, so maybe he was just raising some cash. We don't really know exactly why. Um, I'm sure you can do a little bit more further digging on, on any name or any cell, or, you know, they might have a tax bill to, uh, to pay, or they may have, um, you know, something that they're buying or that they need to need the cash for. So they sell the, sell the shares, but it's another way that you can take a look and see maybe why someone is doing what they're doing. Uh, generally speaking, though, a buy is going to be a sign that they are bullish on the company, that they think they're in a good spot, and they believe that it's a good buy at this price. Uh, you know, a lot of times these people are going to get a discount on shares when they purchase. But, um, you know, even still, they're, they're buying this, the shares now, and we can see and we can use that information to possibly buy or add or even get an idea of where to look at some different names. Um, and there, there's also some you're going to see when you're on here uh, that a bunch of different companies will have a bunch of people selling at the same time. And sometimes that is can be a problem. Other times it is a uh, like a lockup to where the the company or the uh, employees were given these shares by the company and then they were told hey you can have these but you can't sell them until june and then you'll see a bunch of people sell off the stock in june so like airbnb sold off uh it's typical on newer companies to do that and uh it definitely looks suspicious but sometimes these people just want to sell and get some of the cash uh, like a bonus, more or less. It's the, they give the shares as a bonus, and then the the employees will sell them off. So sometimes you'll see a group of people from the same company selling um, shares at the at the same time, and it looks bad, but it, it may not be. So just do a little bit further digging. You can also Google the that company and just type uh, you know X Y Z company lock up expiration. And see maybe why if there was a lockup and if all these people are just trying to get some cash out of the, the bonus that they were given. But uh, so, yeah, we've got stagflation, buybacks, insider buys. Uh, you know, the, the buybacks and insider buys can certainly tell us what we are, uh, what the insiders are doing. And we can certainly use that information to know if we should either be buying, holding, selling or, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit further research on that company. All right. couple quick things here before we get into those recommendations. Uh, we were looking at Evergrande. They uh, missed another $148 million uh, interest payment this week. They are currently in a grace period from their default on their loans. 
totaling 300 billion. And uh, that grace period will be ending on October 23rd. So we're just keeping an eye on that. There's going to be uh, definitely some more fear in the market if the uh, that default goes through. You know, hopefully it doesn't uh, spread that contagion and other companies don't get pulled down with them. Uh, you know, that would be a not good thing for everyone as uh, other companies fall. Also, if we can contain it and it's just Evergrande, maybe that will be a little bit easier, but uh, certainly keep an eye on it. Um, also, Southwest, uh, you know, staff is uh, got a lawsuit out against uh, the government about uh, the, the mask mandates and or not the mask mandates, the uh, the vaccine mandates that they have to have the uh, the vaccine in order to work. And a lot of them are walking off the job or using up all their leave and they're going to try to, um, you know, find another job or start their other job as their leave runs out. It sounds like uh, it's going to be a tough period for Southwest. Uh, unfortunately, I should be flying Southwest here in a couple weeks and uh, hopefully that doesn't get messed up. But right now our... Uh, one stop flight on the way home is turning into three stops. So we'll see what happens there. But, um, you know, I, I don't blame the uh, the staff for, for standing up for what, what they believe in. You know, unfortunately, it's going to affect a lot of people. But, you know, you know, I guess they have that choice to either get the vaccine or not. And uh, I, I guess no one really wants to be forced into doing things that they uh feel are not what they want to be doing so that's that's their prerogative and i i definitely uh think you know they they have every right to do what they're doing pretty much at the end of the day but uh also let's uh let's go ahead and get into it um one more thing i wanted to say also this one did not make my list this week but uh insider buys that i did notice were uh, oracle and uh marathon digital uh, Marathon being someone who uh, does a lot with the, the blockchain space and crypto and Oracle, uh, the tech giant that's kind of going away from uh, the old hardware days and moving more into cloud, uh, things like that. So, you know, maybe they fit your uh, investing style. Maybe you want to take a better look at those two names, but uh, those two are there. Um, one that I am... Well, the first one that I wanted to talk about was SoFi. We've talked about it a couple times now. Um, but, you know, they, they just had another price target bump. And, uh, you know, they've had a couple good days. I might say wait to add to this one. We might see a little bit of downturn before we get to that 25 number. Um, you know, currently we're in the 18s. And I definitely think we're going to get there. They've got a lot of different things that are going um, in their favor. A lot of positive catalysts that are going to be coming up. They've been working with partner banks for a while to, to do their FDIC insurance and uh, their credit cards, debit cards, things like that. Uh, but they had purchased a, a smaller bank uh, a few months back and they're waiting on a bank charter to be approved so they can do all this lending without these partners. I'm sure they'll still use partners some way 
shape or form, but they gives them a lot more uh, autonomy over themselves to do their own thing. Uh, and then, you know, the, the upgrades don't hurt. Some of the student loan forgiveness things don't hurt. And some of those grace periods are going to be over soon. Uh, and I certainly think, you know, that, that younger generation is going to be the ones to turn to a SoFi or any digital uh, bank, you know, and, and banks by themselves, you know, the, the actual uh, physical locations are, you know, I see them getting taken down all the time. And really don't see too many getting built, maybe getting uh, redesigned or renovated, but a lot of them are getting taken down. And uh, I know personally where I bank, a lot of those locations are no longer here where they have been in my uh, local region for quite some time. So, you know, the, that online uh, certainly is, is pulling in more users. Their growth has been uh, outstanding. Uh, I think they did something like 80%. And, uh, you know, it's been a, quite the growth story. So I definitely am, uh, am bullish on SoFi. I'm still, uh, still adding. I'm trying to get some more shares every week. And, uh, you know, but I'd, I'm probably personally going to add some more if it goes back down into the 17 range. And, uh, you know, I'll probably be a heavy buyer at 15. But uh, I definitely do think this one has a lot of room to run. Uh, you know, currently 29.5% of upside with the average price target of $24.58. And, you know, there's there's some good, uh, good amount of uh, analyst research or analyst price targets on it individually. So it's not like we're just looking at one or two names. There are some more here. And as these uh, price targets come in, they're all looking pretty much better than where we're currently at. So that's certainly a, a, a beneficial thing to look at. But uh, when I'm looking at the dividend stocks, I, I had already mentioned Qualcomm. Uh, I still am adding the Qualcomm. It uh, currently has that PE, as we talked about uh 15.6 with a ton of upside, uh, rising dividend payments. And, uh, you know, it's got that downtrend right now. I do think we're going to bottom out this, uh, this $10 billion buyback is going to certainly help that bottom out start and, or stop. And we're going to start on an upward path here. Uh, I also bought some lamb research, LRCX, this one is trading at a 20 times multiple. Uh, had a good pullback here from uh, 673. We're currently trading at $544. Uh, so this one is another chip play. And it's going to be one that well, I've been in for quite some time. But right now we have an ad average analyst uh, upside of 31%. The... Um, the stock has done really well for me, and it's one that I will always add on a dip. And I definitely think this is a, a good spot for me to add more. Uh, I did buy some today, and um, you know it's it's one that I has done has done well for me. And they uh, are pretty religious about increasing those dividends here in the in the past couple of years as well. Um, in the defensive. Uh, area i'm looking at lockheed martin 
Uh, this one is trading at $357. And, you know, it's got that 3% dividend that I like. And the PE is at a 13.89. Um, in the analyst research, let's click over there. We've got 16.85%. Um, and, you know, this one is just one of the, the names that they do more than uh, the Jets and, you know, fighter jets and defense type stuff. They do uh, air flight and they do some different stuff with space exploration, things like that. So there's, there's more arms to Lockheed and uh, you know, just at a 13 times multiple, it is much cheaper than I feel that it, well, maybe not much, but generally speaking, you're looking at like a 16, 17 multiple on a name like Lockheed. Uh, so I do think there's a good amount of upside personally and I was trying to get this one in the in the 340 range. It's run up a bit from that. Um, so if uh, if it does come down into the 340s, I'll be buying more. Um, and also another one that gives you a little bit more growth in that same um, industry would be uh, LHX, L3 Harris. Uh, got more growth, two companies that had merged and... Uh, you know, they've got just had an announcement of another army contract for a thousand uh, new Falcon 4 compact team radios. Um, so, you know, they, they've got a bunch of different uh, things that they are working on getting these other uh, contracts and they've got a lot of that growth. They also just got a $947 million Air Force contract for B-52 improvements. Uh, that's over 10 years. So you break that down, you know, 94 million uh, a year for the next 10 years. So, you know, it's uh, definitely a uh, sticky business when they get in, they get that contract for a long time. It's generally not, uh, you know, a short lived contract. They generally do more of these, uh, these long term deals. But uh, that one has run up pretty good. Uh, maybe wait for a pullback. But uh, it is one that I'm looking to add to as well. And they do give you a lot of that growth. Smaller dividend than Lockheed, but you do get a bit more growth. Uh, only about 6% of upside on this right now. Like I said, it has run up. But some of the uh, the different uh, news announcements has, has certainly helped that price to go up. So, you know, maybe wait for that, uh, the pullback, and then start a position or add to it if you're looking to get into a name like this. Um, but those are really the names that I'm looking at right now. Um, uh, all of them except SoFi pay a dividend. They're all going to give you a little bit of money to uh, to hang out and see how they um, are going to restructure uh, going forward. And uh, like I said, Qualcomm has that uh, the buyback that's going to help us also. Uh, so we got some different things that are coming together for some of these names. Uh, some of the supply chain problems are hopefully going to be um, solved. And then we'll uh, see where we go from here. We've got uh, CPI tomorrow. We've got uh, Evergrande um, two weeks from now. So there's still a lot going on. And uh, let's just keep an eye on it and get out there and uh, keep investing and let it grow. Take care. And uh, I'll catch you guys in the next one. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell 
and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.